0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martini's coming up.
1: Glad you're here for the Thursday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We don't have our usual format today, although we'll kind of structure it in a way to get to some three or four or more big points from everything that unfolded with the chaos on Capitol Hill on Wednesday. We're brought to you today by a brand new sponsor, Ritual Multivitamins. Glad to have them on board and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about them in just a little bit, but uh, Jim, obviously, there's no debate about what our topic is today, and there'll be different dimensions to that topic. It's the whatever word you want to use, the storming of the the Capitol yesterday. The insurrection, as some called it, Uh, someone as far as a coup attempt. uh, Whatever it was, it was disgusting. It was disturbing. It was an attempt to disrupt the functioning of government, even if you disagree with the government that was uh, working at that time and what they were trying to do. There is a constitutional process for the Congress to count the electoral votes. Um, And so thousands of people had gathered, I guess, around Freedom Plaza earlier in the day, and then they headed down to the Capitol as that uh, joint session of Congress got underway. And then they went pouring in the the, the House uh, side of, of Capitol Hill, uh, easily overwhelming whatever Capitol Hill police forces uh, were available, and I think they're going to be taking a serious look at the preparations or lack of preparations there. Uh, Hundreds of people pouring into the building. Uh, You had people in wild, stupid costumes sitting in the president's chair in the Senate. They tried to get into the House chamber. You had dramatic photos of Capitol Hill police barricading the main door with guns drawn. After protesters had smashed the windows, uh, you had uh, members of Congress uh, with their uh, chemical weapons, uh, hoods over their heads, cowering uh, behind the seats in some cases. There were some members who actually helped the Capitol Police, and they were recognized last night when Congress got back to work. Jim, this was, this was ugly in so many ways. Uh, it's been disturbing to see the number of people trying to say, Well, this was bad, but where was all this outrage for the Antifa riots or the BLM demonstrations that turned violent? And we called those out. We said they were horrible, but I'm certainly not in the mood for whataboutism today. What happened yesterday was unconscionable. Yeah, there's a double standard in the media, but right now we need to focus on what happened yesterday and why. And there's no excuse for it. It has to be condemned in the strongest possible terms.
0: You know, Greg. Yesterday, I saw really quite a few writers and and you know, uh, talking heads, political observers, uh, maybe even an elected elected official or two, saying that yesterday was the darkest day in America since 9/11. Now, we've had a lot of dark days, <laughs> so, you know, in, in the last uh, nearly 20 years. I think I think Sandy Hook would have to rank up there. Um, other mass shootings. I think. Uh, uh, I think everything that's happened with the pandemic has to be up there. Um uh, the Orlando shooting uh and San Bernardino like we we've had birthdays but really seeing a bunch of hooligans and maniacs and people who had no respect for our no. They call themselves patriots and and proud Americans, but they have no actual respect for our country. They have no respect for the laws and the traditions and everything that makes the United States of America what it is. Uh, I wrote in today's morning jolt that ultimately they pledge allegiance to nothing more than chaos. Um, now, the vast majority of these people uh, were wearing you know they're wearing MAGA hats. They've got their Trump flags they've got their other paraphernalia uh, a couple of them dressed up like barbarians and i just greg i think if you read a if you're reading a novel and a scene depicted people dressed up like barbarians sitting in the speaker's chair in the house of Representatives speaking in the uh in the dace at the you know at the center of the the senate chamber i, I think you would have said oh that's ridiculous oh that's That's just uh, too ridiculous to have ever happened. And I feel like this, seeing that yesterday felt surreal. There was something dreamish or, or nightmarish, but sadly it was very much reality. I didn't like a lot of what Trump said at the rally yesterday morning turning into afternoon, but... He has every... It's not wise of him. It is not responsible of him. It is not good leadership of him. But, you know, he legally has the right to say it. Up until the protesters went to Capitol Hill, we didn't have law breaking. It would have been within the traditions of American free expression and protest. The moment they started clashing with Capitol Police, and let's keep in mind, Greg, some of these people were waving thin blue line flags. These are people who would say... I back the blue, I support the cops, and then got into fights with cops. These are people who claim to stand for quote-unquote law and order and then attacked law and order uh, within the halls of the chamber. And because of their actions, because there were so many, hundreds, thousands, the U.S. Capitol Police is going to come in for some criticism in the coming days and weeks. Uh, I don't have a lot of anger towards them. Uh, They clearly, I think they were prepared for a busy day in Congress. I think they were busy. They were prepared for a high traffic day. There aren't a lot of good options when hundreds of people are coming at you. Yes, they were armed. Yes, they ended up discharging their weapon and killing a woman who later died at the hospital. Uh, That woman was inside the halls of Congress. It was a large group. They were pounding on the door. They had smashed a window and she was trying to climb through the window, and some officer of the law—I've heard some people saying this was a uh, U.S. Capitol police. I've heard some people saying this was a protective detail for uh, from the U.S. Secret Service. That kind of—we have to wait and see on that. Um, but some officer of the law fired a shot, and it killed her. And I'm kind of—I'm just looking at it. First of all, her death was preventable. She was every. There's no indication, by the way, that she was uh, Antifa or a false flag or. Uh, some sort of, you know, left wing provocateur. Uh, everyone who knows her, she was a young woman from the, uh, the San Diego area. She was a full fledged Trump supporter, uh, went, you know, flew across country to attend this protest, uh, retweeted some of the things Lynn Wood was saying. And you know, I've talked about his crazy conspiracy theories in the past. Her death is a tragedy. I really wish she had not died the way she did yesterday. I also wish she had not broken into the, the U.S. Capitol building when she was not allowed to. I wish she had not joined a group of protesters that chose to smash that window, that chose to pound on that door, and were you know chanting, you know, pound it down, pound it down, or something like that, um, that led to her death. And, and I'm left wondering, like, as she got through, it had to be clear that there were Uh, armed police officers on the other side. What did she expect was going to happen? What did that crowd think was going to happen? And it's fair to ask when the president of the United States had this crowd of his supporters and painted the Congress as committing a great crime against the people and a great crime against democracy. And that the certification of the electoral vote going on that day was a great outrage and was something terrible that had to be stopped. And we told them to go to Capitol Hill just what did the president think was going to happen? What did anyone think once they broke through those doors and rampage through like the Visigoths sacking Rome, right? By evening, I was already seeing some comical assessments of that this was, oh, just some people who thought they had the right to go there and didn't realize. No, we saw them climbing the walls. We saw them hanging from the balcony of the house chamber. There are plenty of cops around saying, stop. This was not a misunderstanding. This was not some sort of oh, we couldn't tell. That's you know, no. This was a crime against the uh, the laws of regarding you know who can go where and destruction of property and, and all of that. Uh, assault in some cases. Uh, U.S. Capitol Police found two improvised explosive devices on on Capitol Hill. There was a bomb that was put at the Republican National Committee headquarters. There was a bomb that was placed at the Democratic National Committee headquarters. Tomorrow is uh, yesterday as bad as it was. Could be much worse could have been much worse and who knows maybe these folks plan on coming back um this is when we needed a full-throated condemnation from the president of the united states and he really did not give that uh both his tweets and then this short video message where he began by complaining about how he'd won in a landslide and and all of that and then he gets some kind of tweet which was basically well congress you brought on this i'm paraphrasing but you know uh, it was it was up there twitter quickly took it down President has now been effectively deplatformed from Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're in a really rough spot, and I'm just you know I've just ranted for a bit, Greg. So <laughs>
1: no, that's, I'll pause there. That's that's fine. Uh, we're going to need some physical health, maybe for uh, blood pressure and other other things here. We're not making any promises with Ritual, but let's pause and tell you a little bit about our new sponsor, and then we'll talk a lot more about uh, President Trump from yesterday. Um, do you really know what's in your multivitamin? Could be sugars, GMOs, synthetic things, artificial colorants. Could be animal byproducts like sheep's wool or gelatin from hooves. Mmm. But Ritual isn't like that. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients and informs your body can actually use no shady extras. And so it's a new sponsor. We're looking forward to trying it out for ourselves. Uh, The reviews for Ritual are are very, very good. And, you know, with our crazy schedules these days and uh, sometimes not consistent diets, having that multivitamin, which can really give you those nutrients that you definitely need but you don't always get with what you choose to eat during the day, can be
0: a really big help. You know, look, if there's ever a time in your life where you want your immune system operating at 100%, where you don't want to have any deficiencies in that area, this is that time. Now, Ritual is formulated with key nutrients, including vitamin D3, to help fill in gaps that are in your diet. It's a fresh tasting, delayed release capsules that are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach, so you can take them with or without food you'll always know where your nutrients come from, thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's
1: pretty simple. And that's why Ritual is offering three martini lunch listeners 10% off during your first three months. So visit Ritual.com martini to start your Ritual today. Ritual.com martini. All right, Jim, let's talk a little more specifically about the president now. He... uh began Wednesday speaking to that big rally. Again, I think closer to the White House. Uh, You quoted part of his remarks in the morning jolt today. Uh, He said, uh, we're not going to let them silence your voices. We're not going to let it happen. It's up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. After this, we're going to walk down there and I'll be with you. We're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. We're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because, You'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. And so uh, I don't know. He obviously didn't go down to Capitol Hill as far as I know, uh, but a large percentage of the crowd did. And it seems, Jim, like, uh, of course, the president yesterday was talking about how Mike Pence could uh, send all this stuff back to the states. We explained yesterday that, no, he does not have the power to do that in this particular joint session of Congress or at any time, really. But the president uh, still sent out a tweet uh, saying Mike Pence lacked courage. And then uh, as things were going, uh, the question became, well, when is the president going to say something? Uh, he sent out uh, a couple of, of tweets and then he had this statement, uh, which did tell people to go home, but uh, could have been a lot better.
2: I know you pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace.
1: Jim, I'm not a speechwriter, but the main thing you wanna convey at that point is, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is criminal. It needs to stop immediately. I don't condone this in the slightest. And the last thing you needed to do, even if you believe it, which she clearly does, uh, was talk about a, a stolen election. That was not
0: the moment to do that. Yeah. And I'll make an observation. Again, Like I didn't like the president's speech. I think you can debate whether it constitutes incitement. I think it would be tough to meet the legal definition for that. But again, I I kind of keep circling back to what exactly the president expected to happen when he had thousands of people in front of him who were outraged that the election had been allegedly stolen from him and they knew Congress was voting. And he also, by the way, put this all on Vice President Mike Pence. And everyone knew Mike Pence was in the chamber running through the certification of the electoral results. Just what did he expect to happen? Once it started happening, The president's first tweet was another denunciation of Mike Pence. Now, apparently some of these angry mob was going through the halls of Congress saying chanting things like we want Pence and where is Pence. At that exact moment, the vice president's security detail was trying to get him to a safe location because they knew this crowd was looking for him. It is not over dramatizing it to say that the life of Mike Pence was was in the balance yesterday, that he was at significant risk from this crowd of people Fighting with police and crashing their way through the halls of Congress. Now, at any point during this, the president had the opportunity to step in and say, "Whoa, whoa! I'm really upset about the election, but I didn't want to see this happen." And you just played the the audio there. Now, here's the thing: we've seen Donald Trump when he's angry. We've seen Donald Trump be angry at cable news hosts. We've seen him be angry at members of Congress. We've seen him denounce his on on his own members of his own cabinet on Twitter. We know. That was not true. There was no indication that Donald Trump was angered by what was being done in his name in the Capitol building yesterday. That was a pulling teeth, checking the box. We can't play into their hands, you know. Minimal, minimum statement possible. This was a moment for Donald Trump to get angry. This was a moment for him to say, "How dare you do this in my name?" You are not standing up for me. You are not standing up for America. You are standing only up for your own impulse to destroy. He could. you could. We've seen the president show anger. He didn't. Now, Maggie Haberman of the New York Times seems like a well-connected reporter in the White House. If you choose not to believe her because she's using unnamed sources, fine. I can understand that perspective. What she was reporting yesterday was very disturbing. That basically his staff was say, the staff around the president was saying, "Mr. President, you need to put out a stronger statement on this," and the president simply wouldn't. There was a very curious development yesterday, where uh, people, you know, as soon as you saw the fact that the, you know, Capitol Police was outmanned and were incapable of keeping control in the, the uh, in the complex, and that the chambers of the House and Senate had literally been overrun by guys in barbarian suits, people started asking, "Where's the National Guard? Where's the backup? Where's the rest of DC police?" And as the day wore on, eventually cops from Virginia and cops from Maryland started coming in. Really bizarre. A lot of tough questions are going to be asked about the assessment of what was needed for security yesterday. Um, but once the, you know, and the other odd thing is this, eventually, once the National Guard did get distributed, uh, deployed, Acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller put out a really odd statement, and it's brief enough that I can read it in its entirety. Quote Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark A. Milley and I just spoke separately with the Vice President and with Speaker Pelosi, Leader McConnell, Senator Schumer and Representative Hoyer about the situation at the US Capitol. We have fully activated the DC National Guard to assist federal and local law enforcement as they work to peacefully address the situation. We are prepared to provide additional support as necessary and appropriate as requested by local authorities. Our people are sworn to defend the constitution and our democratic form of government and they will act accordingly." End quote. Greg, there was a notable name missing from the list of leaders who spoke with Miller, and that is the president of the United States. It's really kind of fair to question, who was the National Guard answering to yesterday? Was it the vice president? Where was the president? Is there a phone ringing in the Oval Office that he refuses to answer? Um, Then, kind of further adding to it, the, the oddity of the day, the President's National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien, tweeted Wednesday evening that Vice President Mike Pence was, quote, a genuinely fine and decent man. He exhibited courage today, as he did at the Capitol on 9-11 as a congressman. I am proud to serve with him, period, end quote. Robert O'Brien didn't say anything about the President last night. I suspect someday we're going to hear about what happened in the halls of the White House on Wednesday evening. So if, if we put these two things together that the president basically said to his, the angriest of crowd of supporters in front of him, there's Capitol Hill, go there and show him how angry you are. And then as this got worse and worse, did nothing or dragged his feet from a man who allegedly stands for law and order. Greg, this is inexcusable. It's unforgivable. And I think this is one of the reasons I believe the president should not re- continue to be president for the remaining you know two weeks of his presidency is that Greg, in some ways, it sounds like he's already not doing the duties of the presidency and this, the system is already working around him. Lynn Wood, who uh, we've mentioned a lot in the
1: last few days, uh, also once Mike Pence informed the world that he did not have the power to send all this stuff back to the contested states, uh, also accused Mike Pence of being involved with underage children. So uh, Lynn Wood's credibility is through the shredder, uh, into the toilet, flushed out, and uh, hopefully nobody takes him seriously ever again.
2: We are living in difficult times where people fear having thought-provoking conversations about pressing issues. And although we're in the midst of an information explosion, there are a lot of forces aiming to distort what's true. I created The Bill Walton Show to provide a forum for in-depth, thought-provoking conversations with leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and thinkers. Please join me at thebillwaltonshow.com to explore what's true, what's right, and what's next.
1: All right, uh, but there is good news. Um, Whether you like what the results of the Electoral College are or not, and we're obviously not excited about a Biden presidency, but that was the job of the legislature yesterday, a joint session of Congress. They split up to tackle a couple different objections, one on Arizona, one on Pennsylvania. There would have been others, but uh, after the, uh, the storming of the Capitol, then There was only one more objection heard after that, and there wasn't even a debate on it in the Senate. Uh, And so in the very wee hours of the morning, uh, Mike Pence, who chairs the joint session, announced uh, what we already knew was going to happen, was that Joe Biden was certified as the the winner of the Electoral College. But uh, his uh, comments in reconvening the Senate, they were in the middle of the Arizona objection when they reconvened, uh, from Mike Pence, I think, uh, was a very strong statement. And here's a little bit of it. We condemn the violence that took place here in the strongest possible terms. We grieve the loss of life in these hallowed halls, as well as the injuries suffered by those who defended our capital today. And we will always be grateful to the men and women who stayed at their posts to defend this historic place. To those who wreaked havoc in our capital today, you did not win violence never wins freedom wins and this is still the people's house so uh jim you and i have been pretty big mike pence fans for a long time Uh, i think he acquitted himself very well yesterday um and again regardless of what the business was the fact that uh, the house and senate got back to business got their work done the system was back up and running uh despite a very chaotic and, and in many ways frightening afternoon Speaks well of the system. It's uh, it's under a lot of strain right now, but it's still working.
0: Yeah, there was a report, kind of at the the height of the chaos yesterday, that the House or Senate might not reconvene uh, on Wednesday. They, that it may take a day or two to clean up, regain control, and clean up and, and get the uh, you know the, the legislative chambers functioning again. And I saw that. I was like, well, then the mob won. They succeeded. They wanted the legislative branch to be incapable of executing its duties. And for, you know, a couple hours there, it looked like they were, you know, no one expected them to be able to, you know, to prevent this forever, but they had managed to prevent it. That basically they had, uh, you know, the, the law required Congress to do this on this date. And the sheer force of the mob was, uh, you know, overcoming that. Thankfully, as the day wore on, you saw them, you know, using, at one point, I think, you know, flashbang grenades and other things to clear out people off the balconies and things like that. And, you know, Congress returned to work that evening and worked well into the evening certifying the results. Um, I am a little disheartened that I'm disheartened that it came to that um it shouldn't require those sorts of things and you saw members of congress marching back into the chamber with i believe it was the fbi swat team surrounding them like you know bulletproof vests tactical gear you know the, the whole nine yards and it, it shouldn't require that this is not you know we keep saying you know people kept saying this is not who we are this is not what we stand for by the way vice president elect or i guess you should say president-elect uh joe biden uh, offered a, I think, a very nice statement uh appropriate statement and he said this is not who we are but problem with statements like that, Greg, is that it's happening. So at least for a small group of us this this is who we are. This is happening. were you know this is not who we are is really a statement of this is not who we should be. We should be better. It's perfectly fine to be mad as hell about the election results. You got every right to protest. But you don't have the right to go into Congress and trash the offices. You don't have the right to throw all the papers on the ground, to smash things, to steal the podium, to hang from the the balcony and all of the other chaos and nonsense we saw yesterday. I hope yesterday is seen as a turning point. I hope that there's been this mentality since Election Day. The president lost. It was a frustrating loss. He only lost by about 10,000 votes in Georgia. Tens of thousands of votes in those other states like Arizona and Pennsylvania and uh, Wisconsin was about 20,000 votes. You know, that's that, that stings. That hurts. That's going to happen in life. That's part of our political system. It's always possible you will lose by a small margin. No, there is not voter fraud on the scale of tens of thousands to explain the the margin in those states. And no, there are not machines that are changing your vote for Donald Trump into a vote for Joe Biden we have indulged these crazy conspiracy theories, Well, because hey, we, you know lots of people in the Republican Party, lots of people in, I'm going to say, generally other conservative media, I haven't seen anybody else at National Review beating the drums on this, uh, who have indulged these kooky conspiracy theories. And apparently there was some like now really infamous anonymous quote, I think it was the Washington Post or one of those sources, where somebody had said a version of, what's the harm in indulging the president's feelings for another few weeks? Well, this is the harm. Right, that At some point, the president convinces enough people that the ele- the election is fraudulent, that the election is stolen, that a vast conspiracy has worked against him and is working against uh, their desire to see him reelected, and people get mad enough and crazy enough to try to take over Congress. That's what happens. Somebody gets shot. People die when you indulge in these sorts of things. It's the most extreme scenario, but we didn't get here overnight. It built day by day. Uh, the woman who died, God rest her soul, apparently was a big follower of Lynn Wood. I don't know if Lynn Wood specifically is, you know, is we lay all the responsibility at him. But, you know, if he had not helped pour gasoline onto that fire, that belief that some great crime in our history was occurring, would she have been there that day? Would she have tried to get through that window? Would she have not? Would she have had the lack of judgment to continue when armed police were around and pointing their guns at them? Um, This was entirely preventable. It never should have gotten to this point Greg. I can only hope that it'll be a learning experience. The country will steer off of this path of madness, and that better days will lie ahead. Hey, happy Thursday, everybody. <laughs> and
1: I will say that uh, the cause was was hurt on two fronts. First of all, there was no chance of actually stopping what was happening yesterday. And secondly, um, I had some hopes that there would be a, a few states that looked at electoral reforms uh, since a lot of things were kind of changed on the fly due to COVID. I think momentum for that got just absolutely gut punched yesterday. So um, congratulations, everybody who did stupid things. But we made it through, and we made it through today. Uh, Jim, we'll see what happens tomorrow. There's, there's no guarantee. You know, just yesterday, I, uh, we were talking about that Mike Pence couldn't do anything. Uh, I also said that, uh, so don't expect anything dramatic in Congress. Um, <laughs> half right.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I can't believe the Senate runoff elections were last month. It was two days ago, people. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 2021, the first week.
1: We're only one week in already. Uh, Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Columbus, Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. Again, visit our new friends over at ritual.com slash martini. Please subscribe to our podcast. Uh, please uh, leave us a five-star rating and a kind review. We're very grateful for those. Get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. And we'll see you again on Friday for the next Three Martini Lunch.